It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Pop it cause it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Pop it cause it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got the tea. If you don't pop it with me, he. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got Shanghai. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got Shanghai. Chronicles, Shanghai. Chronicles, Shanghai. America, twerk is something. What you won't do? I got the tea. Shanghai Chronicles. Shanghai Chronicles. Hey, hey, twerk it, hey, twerk it. Shanghai, hey, hey, Chronicles. Shanghai Chronicles. Shanghai. Hey, good people. Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 52. This is my house. I hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone got everything accomplished. Hope you checked off some things off of your goal list. Okay. So, before we get into the show, um, I know everybody knows that like the primary elections and midterm elections have been um, coming up. I know New York just went through one. Um, Cynthia Nixon, she did not win. Um, but... Um, there was another guy, uh, his name is Williams. He did not win either. Um, so you can just, you know, look up the winners for New York and, you know, do your research about the candidates that did win. Um, also for, just to give you guys some updates for all my Louisiana listeners, Louisiana primaries voting takes place November 6th of 2018. So I think it's about six candidates because I think they have six different districts. So you guys can definitely, you know, go research, make sure you go out to those voting polls and vote. Make sure you do your research on a candidate that you think will be good for your city or good for your state. And uh, go out there and let's get it, you know, started for the election season. So now let's let's get into the show, good people. So, damn America. I have to follow commands in my own house. So, of course, everyone knows in Dallas. A police officer shot her neighbor, and this guy, um, Batham Sheen, Jean, he was in his own home at the time. This police officer, she was off duty. I think she was coming home, maybe from having drinks with her fellow uh, officers. They don't know yet. They haven't, you know, none of those results came back or whatever. Um, and so the story is that. She parked on the wrong level to where her apartment unit is. And then she goes to this young man's door and she tries to turn her key and the key does not let her in. But it's not like a key. It's like a like they have like a fob and she didn't get in. So the neighbors are saying that they heard her banging like let me in, let me in or whatever the case may be. Then her story is saying the door was ajar or whatever the case may be. Then, at the end of the day, 
she got into this young man's home. It was dark. There, were, I guess there was no lights on. I'm not sure of how it looked, so I can't even say it was dark. But she went into this young man's home and she shot him. This is my thing. <clears throat> she claims that she gave him commands or she thought that he was like a burglar or whatever the case may be. Okay. When you come home to your home, whether you're drunk or whether you're, you know, under the influence, I think you know when you are home. You know what it looks like inside. You know what is outside your door. You you know if your key doesn't work or whatever the case may be. But I'm sure all of us have had moments where we have either gone to the wrong house or we have either gone somewhere that wasn't where we know we shouldn't be because it didn't look familiar to us. So her stories are just not adding up. One minute she says the door was ajar. The next minute, you know, the witnesses are saying that they heard her knock on the door. Then it was some rumors speculating that the two may have been dating or whatever the case may be. It doesn't even matter. The point of the matter is she shouldn't have been there. She should have known where her shit looked like in front of her house. She should have known what her house looks and appears to her. And even so, when she left for work that morning, she would have known what she left around in her house. Like, people know, like, oh, okay, I did close my room door because I know I have a dog. Oh, oh, okay, I did leave all these multiple clothes on the bed because I was trying on different things. Oh, okay, I did leave the newspaper on the coffee table because I was reading it with my coffee this morning. Like, you know where you left something behind. So, <clears throat> this young man, bright young man, I think his family was from um, St. Lucia. He's 20, 26 years old. Didn't look like he gonna harm a flea. And here he is. Um, his 27th birthday was like three weeks away. And then here comes this lady who is a white police officer and she murders him. So one thing that we could commend the Dallas police officer police office with is that they immediately arrested her i believe think she was out on bail who knows how much her bail was um they're trying to do manslaughter but i feel that that needs to be a little bit more because she basically murdered him so now different stories are coming out too where they've searched his apartment and of course they're saying that they found marijuana small doses of marijuana that doesn't even fucking matter that was his house. He can do whatever he wants in his home. He's not harming anyone. Then it was some things coming out that, you know, it was a couple of noise complaints on him because I think he was playing like loud music or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's another thing too. So she probably, you know, was looking at that. To me, it sounds like, can she be a miniature George Zimmerman? Like, can she be the person that wants to protect the neighborhood, quote-unquote, and try to get this young black man who moved in to the neighborhood? They probably have never seen no black people around there. She's probably trying to figure out how he can afford to live there, and it's boggling her mind. And so she thought that she probably was going to save the neighborhood and protect them. So she thought that she was going to do, 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 you know, whatever the case she thought she was going to do, I can't even use the word because I'm just so speechless, that she just assumed that that was the right thing to do was go into his home and shoot him. 
What I don't like is that the news, the media is trying to like really flip this and make him the aggressor and make him the problem where she is the problem. And here we have another officer killing another unarmed black man. And this time it's just in a different situation. And I feel that the state, the country, everyone should really take heed of this because this is just another way yet again of just killing our black men and killing them in different fashion instead of them really doing something that was against the law. And I pray for this young man's family. I pray that the city of Dallas will really look into this case, really look into all of the evidence, really look into everything, not just his background of him having a little small dose of marijuana, but really get into the type of person that he was, really get into his type of personality. It looks like he was a spokesperson. It looks like he was very educated. It looks like he, you know, did things in, in the church, you know, things like that. And I hope that comes out and overshines them just finding a little dose of marijuana. And not even that. Let's go into her. She has little Instagram things with the Black Lives Matter and going against them. Like, let's dig into her. But we're not going to really dig into her because, why? She has a uniform on her back? No. We really need to dig into her. Dig into her past. Dig into her things. Go into her apartment and, and clean out and, you know, search her apartment. See what we find there. They immediately want to go and search him. So, I pray that my black community can really wake up, really do your research when it comes to these elections, really, you know, think about how you're choosing this person to represent your state, represent your police department, whatever the case may be, and just know that sometimes it's because they look like you or whatever the case may be, they may not have your best interest in heart. So right now, black people, we just need to fight for ourselves, come together as a community because they are really trying to get rid of us any way that they can. And I think that if we come together and we just stand together as one, that really speaks speak value to them. Yes, we can march, we can protest, but at the end of the day, it matters as far as who's in office, who's representing you, and how you're getting your voice across. So I just pray that this case doesn't end up like all the Trayvon Martins, Sandra Bland, all of the you know, cases that we have seen thus far. And I hope that this will be the case that will really bring justice, really bring just happiness kind of to our faces, just a little bit of happiness into our hearts and to our faces. So we'll see. But I ain't know, you know, I had to follow commands in my own shit. I mean, I just thought, you know, this is my shit. I'm paying for it. I can do whatever, whenever, have whenever, smoke whatever, drink whatever up in my shit. So I didn't know that the police can come up in my shit if they ain't have a search warrant. They ain't have my name in the database for something. But I guess that's just the new wave. <laughs> guess that's just the new wave. So we'll see. Um, But... Also, damn America. So, paddling students have been reinstated in Georgia schools. So, a school in Georgia is drawing a national attention after sending consent forms to parents, informing them of a new policy of using paddling as a form of punishment for students. Now, hell no. Hell no. Ain't nobody going to be hitting my child 
but me. Okay? But me. If my child is acting a fool in school, you call me. And I will take care of that. I don't need y'all doing it for me. I can do it myself. Because then that paddling will get out of control and lead to something else. Who am I supposed to know that this particular person that's paddling my child is probably not into little girls or into little boys. And they just take it a little bit step further. Hell fucking no. Okay. Back in the day, my mother used to say, if you act up, I'll whoop your ass in front of everybody. And that's exactly what the parents should do. Whoop their ass in front of everybody. I don't need y'all to take my child to excluded area, excluded room, and hit them with a 24-inch paddle. They not trying to be in no fucking sorority or fraternity. Okay. Hell no. So, some of these parents... Kindergarten through ninth grade, okay, is bringing back paddling, spanking a child on the behind with a wooden board as a form of discipline. Fuck no. No. So, of course, they said, you know, they took, they sent this to 100 parents, sent back the forms, and one-third gave the school consent to paddle their child, and that's because they probably scared of their fucking child and being lazy as the fucking parents, Okay. In the school, they said they take discipline very seriously. The superintendent said there was a time where corporal punishment was a kind of norm in school and you didn't have the problems that you have. Um, some of the parents can deny giving permission to the school, but the form sent home explained the steps the school would take to discipline children with the paddle. A student will be taken into an office bent behind closed doors. He, hell no. Hell no. And the student will place their hands on their knees or a piece of furniture and will be struck on the Botox with the paddle. Students will be paddled after the third offense. The form also says no more than three licks should be given. The paddle will be 24 inches in length, 6 inches in width, and 3 to 4 inches in thickness. Parents will be notified their child is to be paddled by an administrator according to the form. Hell no. Now, I know back in my mother day, they probably had paddles in the school, but they was doing it in front of the classroom. They wasn't taking the kids to another excluded area. Nowadays, you can't trust people with your kids, okay? And you can't trust that they'll do right by your kid. Only thing that they supposed to be doing in that school is teaching them, educating them. They don't need to do what I'm supposed to do as a parent, now, I think this school has gone a little bit too far. I think that they need to reevaluate this because if any parents agree to that, they're crazy as hell. And maybe they need to read a parenting one-on-one skill or they can get with me and I can help them. And I don't even have no kids. Okay? That right there is unbelievable. I don't believe it, I don't condone it, and I wish and I pray that it don't come over up into Washington, D.C. or the Maryland area because that would be a goddamn shame. Okay? I am the only one that should be disciplining my child. Not you. Me. Hell, when I was in sixth grade, my teacher had a phone in the classroom and she would call our parents if we was acting a fucking fool. 
okay? A telephone, a cordless wireless telephone. And she would call if we was acting up. Parents was on speed dial. Hell, one boy, his parents was on redial because he was so goddamn bad. So I don't need you doing that for me. This is stupid. This is another way for you to not think about our children. What you should be thinking about is the education and making sure that you're educating them. Now, first is the teachers can have the guns. Now you want them to have these fucking paddles? Hell no. No. Hell no. And as far as I'm concerned, they need to reevaluate that. How am I supposed to know that my child is the person that is causing the drama in the class? So you get them three strikes and they out? No. No. What happened to like Saturday detention or shit like that? Paddling? Hell, even in sororities and maternities, they ain't supposed to be doing that shit. I guess they, they say that it's supposed to make you stronger. Fuck no. Not no kindergartner. Hell no. So damn America with that. So, you know, damn America, you know, we have to follow commands in our own home now. The police are just shooting us while we're black sitting at home, smoking our little joint, probably drinking a beer, watching TV. And damn America and Georgia, they want to spaddle, they want to paddle and spank our children. Okay, take away my job as a parent. Hell no. That's for me to do. I do that. I birth that. I can whoop that ass because that's my child. Okay? So, let's get into our rising star. So, our rising star is Marianne Ava. She is 21 years old. So, she's a 21-year-old Spanish model. She has Down syndrome. And she achieved her goal of walking in New York Fashion Week thanks to the, de to the designer, Talicia White. Uh, she made her one-ray debut at the designer Saturday show wearing two different looks, a red gown and a plush mini design with a matching cape. And afterwards, she told reporters through a translator that she felt really happy, she really loved the runway, and she wanted to show the world that there are no barriers. Um, she added that she practices every day and she's done the modeling and wants to become an actress. Um, the uh, designer recruited her to walk on her show after she learned of her fashion week dream in a story on Facebook. Um, she's been a, she's been a busy supermodel meeting with all types of people, the designer said, and she's very glad for her. She's been meeting with Vogue. She's been meeting with Harper Bazaar. She's been a meeting in different showrooms, different modeling agencies. So shout out to this young lady. I think that is good that now that they are not just making modeling just one aspect skinny and you have to be skinny and a white blonde and you just have to look a certain way. But now they're giving people with different challenges uh, time to shine. So shout out to that. Um, the designer said that she changes the world one stitch at a time through the dresses she creates and the moments our customers will never forget. And she said, I know our dresses alone aren't going to change the world, but we are confident the women who wear them absolutely will. So shout out to this young lady. Um, shout out to Marion Ava. She's 21 years old. Now she got her shine. So now people will really start to look at her and look at her as a role model. Even younger girls that may have Down syndrome that may be going through something that she may be going through. So I think that was dope. And shout out to that designer with giving her that um, 
that breakthrough and giving her that chance. So, shout out to her. So, people, people. This is the most exciting segment because everybody loves this segment. And I love this segment, too. This segment is just, oh my God, it's just such a good segment. Like, I just, you know... I just don't know what to do when it comes to this segment. Like this segment is a segment that, you know, you just let your personality shine through and you just do what you got to do and you just twerk it and you just have yourself a good ass time. And when you twerk, you don't think about nobody else. You just do what you want to do and that's what you want to do and you keeps it popping. So let's get into the twerk something segment. So, with the Twerk Something segment, good people, we have a lot to discuss. So, if anybody was watching Insecure, um, Lawrence is back, and he apparently was never gone. We all just thought he was gone based off of all the, you know, tweets and the Lawrence Beehive going off and all this other good stuff. So we were just shocked that he wasn't coming back for the season, you know, and the season was dry. Like it was dry. It wasn't giving us what we, you know, needed. It was terrible. But he surprises at the end. He's back. He looks good. And I'm just waiting to see how this is all going to play out when, you know, Issa is with her new boo, Nathan, and then freaking Lawrence is here. So, like, is she going to give Lawrence a chance? Are they going to get back together? Are they going to rekindle something? Like, what's going to go on with that? So, we'll see. I was very happy because I was really doubting insecure. Like, it was really getting dry. I was just like, okay, what's the purpose here? Like, Issa's still doing the same shit. She done quit her job. She done did this. Like, nothing is, like, popping for her. Like, now, you know, she just doing shit that just don't make any sense, and she's getting on my fucking nerves. So, shout out to Lawrence. He's back. Apparently, he never left. Apparently, we all just jumped to conclusions, and we all just knew from her doing the red carpets and stuff that he was gone, but he's not. So, he's back, good people. So shout out to that. Um, also, so if anyone who, you know, is not a fan of this show, but this show is a really good ass show. And I watch it all the time. It's called Married to Medicine. It comes on Bravo. It's about doctors and their wives. And Quad, if you don't know her, she's on the sister circle. And she did a big thing, you know, last season. You know, she made it seem like her husband wasn't catering to her, didn't love her. Fuck, she made it seem like he didn't take out the trash, and that's what they was arguing about. But come to find out, she says that he cheated on her with another young lady he met at the hotel or something like that but he has come out because everyone was wondering like you know when is he going to talk when is he going to talk about whatever he don't talk about and child child so apparently they haven't been sleeping together in months 
you know, he hasn't, they've been sleeping in separate guest rooms, separate rooms pretty much in the house, in a whole big ass house. They in separate rooms and they married. They married. They not divorced. They not separated. They, they're married at the time. And her money from the show was her money. He never asked her for no money. His thing was just, you know, to take care of the household. He was trying to build up his practice at the time. You know, all of that. Um, excuse me. She goes on the record and says that he need to hurry up and sign these divorce papers because what's taking him so long? He out here trying to be single, yada, yada, yada. Okay, this is my thing, sweetheart. You know when somebody don't want you because they pull away from you. Like, you know when you're not wanted by somebody because nothing that you do for them, you will feel good about. So, she didn't want that man. She didn't want that man at all. And you can tell that she didn't want that man because she was just bringing up little small things as to why he wasn't satisfying her. And the thing about it that is so crazy is that people said, like the other co-hosts, like Mariah, they said that she was the type of person that was basically a user. And she would use you to get whatever she wanted. And she ain't want that man, okay? When you look at Quad, Quad is the type of female that like status, she like what you about, and she like what you can give to her. This man was like a dork. He was like geeky. He was like not even really her type, but they always say they're opposites attract. These two opposites ain't attract, okay? And now she got us thinking that this man ain't shit. He treated her bad and all this other shit. But one thing I can say about him is that in his interview, he did look nervous. Like he didn't want to say the wrong thing type thing. And he did not badmouth her at all throughout the whole time he did his interview. He just felt as though he needed to say his piece and say his part. And guess what? I'm here for it. And you know, I love me a good mess, okay? And this shit right here is messy. It's messy for the gods. And I'm living for it. I'm living for the mess. So I'm ready for the messy divorce because I know that she's going to take him for all the fuck that he got. Because he's just like, yo, she just want money. Yeah, nigga, that's all she wanted from you from the beginning. She saw you and she saw dollar signs. Ching-ching. Okay? She wasn't loving you. She wasn't trying to have sex with you like that. She wasn't trying to give you a baby. Fuck, she thought them little Yorkies was her babies. She ain't thought. Okay? Ain't thought. So... We're going to see how this relationship plays out throughout the season, okay? This is after the season has filmed. They're outspoken. They're talking about it. So we're just going to see how everything plays out. But I'm here for this messy-ass divorce. I'm here for it because it's going to be messy as hell, and I want it, and I can't wait, okay? I'm loving it. Bring the mess. Bring it. And I'm just glad there ain't no kids involved, so it's really going to be messy, okay? Messy as shit, so we'll see. And, you know, she's not happy, so she says, so, hey. 
Um, speaking of person that's not happy, Viola Davis said she wasn't happy with her role that she played in the help. Now, girl, I don't know why you weren't happy because you played the shot that role, but honestly, I can probably see why you wasn't happy because Octavia Spencer role was a little bit better than yours. I mean, you was good in it, but Octavia had the, the fucking role, okay? When she told that lady to eat her shit and she ate my shit with that pie, now that was the best role, but I can understand and see why you felt, you know, the way that you felt, but at the end of the day, it didn't, you know, really matter. Oh, but you know what? Let me go back to Mary to Medicine real quick. So in his interview, he said Quad wasn't giving him sex, says the smells of other woman in the hotel room caused him not to cheat. What the fuck does that mean? So does that mean that he, she must have, was she stinking down there? Like, I'm just trying to figure, because no man is not going to go into there and don't do nothing in a hotel room. I don't, I don't understand that, but that's what he said. You know, Quad wasn't giving him no sex for a long period of time. So that's what caused him to do whatever. So, and that's okay. If you're not getting sex for a long period of time and you're in a hotel room with these girls and the smell of them wasn't going to have, no, they probably was smelling foul. That's what it was. Something wasn't right with them. They shit was stank. So you didn't want to do nothing? Please. Any nigga I know that's in a hotel room with some chicks and they not getting it from their wife, they're going to try to get it somehow. That's a bunch of bullshit right there, but we going to leave that there. But that's what he say, so. So, um, Tamar has, you know, spoken out about how she was molested when she was younger and by both family members and you know she talked about it on wendy because of course they're going to be on ivana and they're going to see tamar storming out so that was her reason of why you know she stormed out because i guess this certain person knew and this that and the third and you know she said that she's in love now and she told her boyfriend of only three months about her abuse and this that and the third this is my thing with tamar I don't know what you're like I get it I get what you're saying you know it was a secret that you held with yourself for a long period of time but now it's like you're pulling up videos of you and your sister and your happy moments and says you know this is what they won't show okay girl you are on a reality show okay the reality show, the network, wants the drama. So, of course, they're only going to show the drama. Even if it's not any drama, you're acting to give us drama, okay? They don't want to see you at your happy times. And I'm sure y'all knew about that because y'all was in, like, y'all seventh or ninth season. So, for now, for you to feel some type of way because they want to show what they want to show is a bunch of bullshit. Like, you knew what you were signing up for. You knew what they was going to try to, you know, portray to the viewers they want the messy they want the drama so if you felt as though that it was you know straining you against your sisters or whatever case may be then you should have been backed out of it but the thing about it is your personality strings you against your sisters because your sisters doesn't understand you and that's already already explained when y'all sit down with Ivana because she basically tells that to Tony, like, yeah, Tamar has a big personality. Your your personality is over the top. It's too much, and they can't take it. So I feel like now you're, like, reaching with the whole, oh, they don't show this on the show, and, oh, they don't show that on the show. Like, girl, you signed up for a reality show. It's a lot of shit they're not going to show on the show. 
Okay, so a lot of shit that gets edited. They want to give us what we want, and that's the messy. Okay, I already told you I like the messy divorce that Quad is going through, so I want the mess with you and your sisters, okay? Like, I don't care about y'all dancing at a fucking family function and laughing and joking. I want the mess. The mess, okay? I want the messy of the messes. So, hey, I mean, I feel for her. I understand what she, you know, she wanted to open up about that to help other people down the line. But, you know, we'll see. So, let's go to this. So, last week, you know, the bitches are scrapping at the New York Fashion Week. They turning it up, you know. Security done elbow cardian in the uh forehead okay got this bump she's walking out with no shoe one shoe whatever so now it's thursday and now it's time for queen radio so nikki goes on this queen radio and she you know done pulled up all these people that so-called had Twitter trolling time with Cardi and you know Nikki makes this big old thing and was like did she say roaches roaches you know she's doing this animated thing with the roaches and this is what she thinks of black women she calls y'all roaches 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 and all this other shit and the girl said that Cardi called her dead baby a monkey. Basically just trying to make Cardi seem like she ain't a shit type person. And, you know, this is what she do to other people. So why would they do that to her? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. We all can agree here that both women were wrong. We can agree with that. They both were wrong, whatever the case may be. We can agree that Cardi is, when she first came out, she was ratchet, ghetto, she didn't give a fuck, messy teeth. That's what we liked about her. Loved it. We also can probably disagree that at this point of her career, there's a level of ratchetness that we can probably but so much take and want to see. So we can all disagree, disagree to that. So... The thing about it is this. Nicki Minaj does not like when another female rapper is better than her. When another female rapper is taking her shine. We can agree and disagree to that if y'all want, but it's the common truth. When Nicki first came out, she was appealing to the white audience because she was in the pop lane. She was giving us the pop music. She was giving us the pink hair. She was giving us like the Barbie shit. So her fans were like 13, 14, 15, whatever shit. Even my white coworker at the time was like, girl, you want to go to the Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill concert? And I was like, fuck wants to go to that. That was her audience, the white people. Now that Cardi is out, Cardi's 25, she's from the Bronx, she coming on Love and Hip Hop every Monday, everybody wants to know more about this ghetto, ratchet, funny girl. Who is she? 
So all the 23, 24, 25-year-olds, they're gearing to more towards Cardi. They're loving Cardi. They want the how to do the okay, and they want to know how to do all the shit she doing, okay? Nikki needs to understand that there is a time where you would just really die the fuck out. And the thing about it is you're always going to have your loyal fans. Your fans are going to be there to the death of you. Okay, Beyonce fans ain't going nowhere. This bitch can be 85, okay, years old, and her fans will be with her until the bitch is 85, okay? You're always going to have your fans, but you're just, it comes to a time where you're just not going to be appealing to everyone. Nikki, you're not appealing to us anymore. We don't care. So, for you to really think that you're the queen of this shit is like appalling. And we all knew that you felt threatened by Cardi. Now, when it comes to Cardi, Cardi, you're a mother now. You have gotten into two altercations, but one altercation she does clear up. So, you know, one girl, somebody wrote that, you know, everyone was mad at Nikki and, but not mad at, you know, off. Offset cheating ass and that's why the you know the chicks got played so much because it's easy to be mad at the female, this that and the third. So you know, Cardi class back and was like, you know, why you want me to be mad at him? You know, something that him and the girl did not have doing and there's no evidence of or find the evidence or whatever the case may be. And she's like, you know, he fucked up before, this, that, and the third. So this is all about the stripper incident. And, you know, Cardi Friend gets on Instagram Live and she's like, she's the bitch that was causing all the reckless and fighting and whatever the case may be. That's this, that, and the third. Maybe Cardi needs to recognize her team, recognize who she has around because, you know, it's making her be in situations that's going to cause her to either start getting sued or either start you... Having people really be like, yo, the fuck? Like, she needs to show the fuck out. But the thing about it that's so crazy is, like, people really reach to the gods. This girl done reached and talk about how Cardi was on drugs and she doing this and doing that. She's not the fuck on drugs because so she has the fucking breastfeed, duh. And then with the whole Offset thing, if y'all can recall, Offset has been in shit before. And guess what Cardi told us to do? Mind our fucking business. So if she wants to be with this cheating ass nigga and this is what she loves about this cheating ass nigga, let her be with this cheating ass nigga. She's the third baby mother. Oh, no, she's the fucking wife. So let her be with this cheating ass nigga. But at the end of the day, none of this has stopped Cardi's cash flow. No. But it just comes to a level of maturity. You're a mother now. This ghetto hip-hopper shit gots to go. Gotta go. I don't mind you being ghetto on Instagram. That's your own shit. I don't mind you being ghetto in your own fucking home or in your car when you ride into these fucking events. But... The thing about it is, events are coming up. Are you going to get invited? That is the thing. Are you going to get invited? Because now, these people is going to be like, yo, I don't want this shit at my event. Met Gala's coming. You think Anna want that shit at her event? And I'm not even care about the fucking white people. Who gives a fuck? 
Because, you know, at first I was like, white people did fuck them. Because they accept too. When they get drunk and shit at these fucking bars, fuck them. Are you going to get invited now to these events by these big time people? And it's a shame that it has to come to a point where y'all have to be at different events together. It's about dumb. It's a shame that y'all can't be in this shit at the same room because of the level of maturity. Both of these bitches need to grow up. Both of these bitches, if they really want to be about something and really want to determine who's the best rapper, take that shit in the booth. Let me determine that by your lyrics. Give me something. Nikki, you are known to talk about children. You did it when Remy was locked up or when she wasn't locked up. Whatever. You did a lyric in there about her. So you're known for that. Cardi, gotta have tough skin, boo-boo. It's the music business. Everybody gonna have something to fucking say. So the fuck what? Just like you posted all your accolades and your nominations, that's the only fucking thing that you should be worried about. Bitch, you just came out with a fucking lipstick that is so the fuck out. So the fuck out after you just had a whole fucking altercation at a goddamn fashion event. Lipstick is sold out. So that should let you know that one, yes, people still fuck with you. But two, you are that bitch and you're still making money. So why the fuck do you care about what fucking Nicki Minaj thinks or whatever the fuck she likes? Who gives a fuck? Yes, she was antagonizing you. Yes, she antagonized you to the point where the fucking beast is out. But bitch, guess what? I would have let my money talk in her face. I would have been showing up to these awards looking the fucking bomb and accepting every last fucking one of them. Because Nikki is dying out. She's dying out. Look at her. She had a whole fucking rant about being number two. Put your number twos in the air. She had a whole fucking rant about that. Now that you in this shit, people is coming out the Woodward. Fucking ex-roommates is coming out the Woodward. Said you got mad at her because she ain't want to this guy ain't want to fuck you or something and she didn't want to fuck the guy so now that's coming out then you like proving yourself more by showing pictures of the girls you really hung out with in a strip club and this that girl that shit shouldn't even fucking phase you that shouldn't even fucking phase you when you go to the strip clubs now you should just be throwing hundreds and fifties and thousands on these bitches who gives a fuck who you hung out with who cares This shit is corny. This shit is annoying. And to be honest with you, I'm over it. It's draining. It just drained me the fuck out. Like, they just even talking about this shit done drained me the fuck out. Like, when Nikki got on there and was like, and she calls you guys roaches? I was just like, bitch, you're really animated as fuck. And you need to chill up. She was like, when you cut the light on and cut the light off, you see roaches? I'm just like, okay. Spare my ears. Spare them, because now you're just taking it to the extreme. Like, girl, you done set up here and digged up these fucking tweets, and we can dig up tweets on your ass, okay? You done sat there and dig up these tweets, found these people, just to prove a point in your little fucking radio show. 
This shit is redundant, it's ridiculous, it's corny, it's whack. And it's a shame that with all the female things that are going on in the world and just, you know, about being empowered, maybe y'all should be empowering y'all fucking fans to look into their political parties for their fucking states. How about you do that? Educate them with that. And say y'all want to educate them with these bullshit-ass tweets. People tweet and fucking troll all the fucking time. People have make a living off this shit. And this shit got to y'all. This shit is whack. It's corny. I'm sick of this Nicki Minaj or Cardi B shit. I don't even want to fucking discuss it no more. I hope it's not the topic of discussion anymore. Who gives a fuck? Fuck. Look at Eminem. Eminem? Motherfuckers got beef with him. He throwing people names out in diss records. He done put out a new diss record coming at Machine Gun Kelly. He done made himself trending off of that. That's what y'all bitches need to be doing. Give me that. Give me some bars with that. But nah, y'all bitches want to fight. Get on radio stations, pull up shit. Like who gives a fuck? This shit is draining. But we'll see. The next event is Met Gala that's coming up. So we'll see if these bitches get invited. We'll see if these bitches will be in the same room. We get it. But allegedly, alleged, allegedly, Nikki, okay, is paying for the lawyers who is representing the strippers that's suing Cardi. So there you go. There you fucking have it. So, of course, bitch needs to be popped. We get it. She needs to be popped. I get it. I got it. She needs to be popped. Fuck her up. Great. Got it. But, you know, Cardi says she never, you know, she didn't know about the audio, but she do now. They never got those girls, never got nobody to touch those girls and griddle themselves and say on their page they never fuck offset. So they, somebody like, look, did you beat them up or what? Like, what the fuck? And she's like, I never did. That's the problem. So she never did anything to these girls. So apparently Nikki done stretched again. And Nikki must say no. Like, bitch, I didn't catch you, but I can catch you again and fuck you up off the strength of this. So Nikki, you're reaching, you're annoying, you're ghetto too. Or try to be thick fucking ghetto. You probably can't even fucking fight. Your people that you with probably can't even fucking fight. Fuck for all we know, Cardi probably can't even fucking fight. So at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? This story is draining. They're both fucking draining and it's annoying and I'm off of it. I'm done. Don't want to hear about fucking Nikki and Cardi. No fucking more. I'm over it. Over it, over it, over it, over it. Done. So let's move on. Whew, that shit exhausted me. Um, so Tanache is kind of upset because she's doing a new, well, her fans, I guess. I didn't even know she had no fans like that. She's doing a new season of Dancing with the Stars. So a lot of people are like, damn, can we just get an album from her? Can we get something else? No, the fuck you won't. Publicist wants her to dance. So she's going to be dancing with the stars. Y'all can watch it. Celebrity, ABC, pull it up. It's coming. That's what she's going to be doing. So shout out to her. So Moniece. On Love and Hip Hop, she begs to be released out of her contract. She's sick of doing the show. She said the show brings her nothing but drama. No, bitch, you're the fucking drama. You're a pussy. You always want to fight everybody. Looks like Princess wants to fight you. You called the cops on her or some shit like that. You know, you know, 
this bitch has got a lot of mouth, but nothing to back it up. So she begs Mona to get her out of her contract because she's just so over her contract and she just wants to be done with everything. But I guess that's not happening. So we'll see what will happen with that. I know the reunion princess probably wants to take her by her hair and just fling her ass somewhere, but we'll see how that goes. So I don't know if people remember Rudy from the Cosby show, but her real name is Keisha Unite Plum. She used to be married to Ed Hartwell, who used to be like an old retired football person, and he was married to the girl Lisa Wu, who was on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. They, Keisha and him had a baby together, so she's seeking a new trial for child support, and he basically is like, look, this bitch wants new child support and she want a nanny. She don't need no nanny. She ain't working. She ain't done shit since the Cosby show. Why the hell she need a nanny? I ain't paying for that. <laughs> okay. Um. So this I like. Now they're getting messy. I like the messy divorces. But it has a baby involved. So damn. I can't really be on this like I want to. But her ex is asked for a new trial. And threw some shade her way of course. Because he said she don't need no nanny. Um, he basically is like, look, she need to figure out her own financial responsibilities. I'm only here for their one-year-old daughter. Per the legal documents, Eddie Hardwell claims the $3,007 he pays to Keisha in baby bags every month is excessive. And that he don't need to be paying that. And this bitch don't need a nanny because she don't work nowhere. So look. Okay. Look. Okay. He is fighting for what's... Well, I mean, you know, he do make a point. This bitch hasn't been in anything. I mean, she hasn't done any shows recently. I don't know, Ed. Maybe she got something coming up. Maybe a script is in place. You know, maybe she just, you know, needs some extra help around the house. So, you know, she just probably needs that nanny, Ed. So, don't be upset. But I get where you coming from, brother. Listen, she got enough time on her hands. She ain't got shit to do. Why the fuck she needs this nanny? She don't need this nanny. She can nanny her ass herself, okay? She don't need that nanny, and I ain't trying to pay for it. Huh. So, hmm. Uh, also, if anyone hasn't seen the Basketball Wise season finale, everyone knows that Jennifer Williams, they made her like a liar. She talked all this shit about Evelyn. So her and Evelyn are not friends now. This, that, and the third. A lot of people were like, you know, how did Evelyn not know this about her friend? This is the thing. They haven't been friends for a long period of time. They haven't been talking for, they had like a little falling out, whatever the case may be. If I fall out with my friend, I'm not going to talk that much shit about her or not even talk shit about her at all. I'm just going to keep everything that I know about her to myself. I'm not going to bring it out about her, no nothing. That bitch decided not to do that. And the thing about it is she probably done said so much shit about people that she don't even remember what she said. So all her lies is catching up with her. But Malaysia threw a fucking table at her. She's not going to be at the reunion. Her and Ev aren't friends, so she's moving on with her life. Of course, Shawnee knew all of this before the taping, I'm sure, even though she said that she didn't. It all comes out at the taping. But, you know, if Jennifer wasn't on a new season of Basketball Wives, it probably was going to be dry as fuck because we're sick of Evelyn and Tamley fighting with each other. Like, they're just done. So... Hey, you never know what's going to come across, what's going to come about, but this is what is the fuck is happening. So that's what's going on, good people. So they're, you know, 
having that whole ordeal. Twitter was going off, hitting the fucking fan. I just feel like it's, you know, a big, big ordeal. It's not that serious. But how the fuck I can forget about this? So, this is rumor control. So, Foxy Brown is on the run, y'all. She running. She on the run. She not on the run tour. No, she not with J&B on the run tour. She's on the run. So, this bitch... Allegedly, she skipped performing at a fashion week event and took the money, 10,000, 10,000, 5,000 in advance. So she, okay, so this is what they're saying. So she allegedly got drunk and she faded a paid New York fashion week performance. So... The publicist is resigning, okay, on Tuesday. And the rapper is facing a potential lawsuit for being, she was tardy to designer Laquan Smith's fashion show after party on Sunday. And she was set to be paid a total of 10000 to 5000 in advance and the rest at the party for slaying the stage at the Laquan Star Study event at, in New York. But didn't show up. So, she didn't show up. So, apparently, she didn't show up. She's been deserted by her team. Nobody knows where Foxy's at. She's on the run. The fucking publicist is quitting. So, listen. She needed my... Isn't Foxy deaf? I thought she was deaf. But, look. Some ain't right here. It's fishy. It's a rumor. They said allegedly. So, maybe she had like a... You know, she's a mom now, so maybe she needed to do some shit with that. I do not know, but this is the thing. She is not, she is not, she did not show up, okay? Um, mm, more juicy shit. This twerk something is just keep getting good. So, Usher is denying motions to have herpes lawsuit dismissed. STD's case can go to trial. So, his fucking nasty burning ass it's probably gonna get this shit to go to trial hmm so they they dismissed despite his numbers his numerous efforts the judge recently dismissed the burn boomers request his alleged victims herpes lawsuit be dismissed so on thursday the judge denied his motion to dismissal ruling his argument that lawyers should have known the risk of contracting the std before engaging in protected sex now how the fuck she gonna know that if you ain't fucking tell her dummy um so thank you judge that wasn't enough to toss out the case so, after determining Laura's success, we argued the eight-time Grammy winner caused her illness, something he denied in court papers. The judge said Usher allegedly disregarded. Oh, this shit is going to trial. So, per the judge's decision, Laura, who claims they have contracted herpes from the, from the burning singer, can now reportedly take her case against the same girl singer to trial. Mmm. And per her lawsuit, sis claims Usher had a duty of care to inform her of his alleged herpes. And that is true. That is fucking true. He could have told her he was fucking burning. Fuck, he could have sung his song to her and let her know he was burning. Yeah, I agree. This shit need to go to trial. Yeah, this shit need to go to trial. So this shit is going to trial. Okay, this is going to trial. And this is what's going on. So, hmm. Hmm. How you like them fucking apples? <laughs> 
And this is a good one too. So Frank Ocean, he's mad at Travis Scott. He didn't serve him with a cease and desist and this dispute over the track they have together on um Travis new uh CD Astro World. So he's mad because he didn't like the vocals that came out now. Nigga the vocals that he made on the album, it was number one. The song is a good-ass song with you on there. So I guess the song that they got together is Carcel. And he's mad about that because he feels that Travis went in and changed his vocals. So they were, I guess, the chorus and the third verse of the song in question were changed. So, oh, he's saying... They're saying, Frank is saying that it has too much auto-tune and his pitch is noticed to be higher in the third verse than in the chorus. What? Why the fuck would you be mad about that? Like, everybody knows you can sing. Like, why would you be mad about that? Nobody's changing this track over for you, Frank Ocean. Bye, boy. We're not changing that over. Bye. We're not doing that. Um, in other serious news, so boycotting at its dumbest. So the tennis umpires reportedly are boycotting Serena Williams matches. Okay. Everybody knows there's a big ordeal with that. So what happened with that over the weekend, Serena Williams had a match and the umpire thought that she was cheating because her coach gave her two fingers or something like that. So they accused her of cheating and she let the motherfuckers know she ain't got to fucking cheat to win. Okay, I'm that bitch. I do this. I play this game and I play it well. And then, you know, they was coming at her about her good-ass cat suit because, well, let me tell you something. White people be mad that black women be looking good and we got curves. They be upset. And my girl was looking good as shit in that cat suit, okay? And they was pissed, okay? Pissed. Because the same white girl wore it back in the fucking 80s and she looked like a fucking toothpick, okay? My bitch was filling out that cat suit and they was pissed. So my bitch comes in the tutu for you motherfuckers. So they was coming at her with that. Um, so basically Serena is like, listen, women don't get the same treatment. The men can go out there, act a fool, curse, do all this shit to the umpires. But when I do something, especially a black woman, it's a problem. Now all of a sudden y'all want to boycott me? Boycott it. Who cares? Boycott it. She's still the champion of the world. Her and her sister. Boycott it. Boycott it. Who cares? Cause which, what's she going to be losing out on? Nothing. She's still the highest paid sports person. She's still going home to her beautiful baby, her billion dollar husband. So boycott the shit. Ain't gonna do nothing make y'all look dumb. Ain't gonna do nothing but make her her reasoning come to light and let people know exactly what you're about. Go ahead, boycott it. Who cares? I guarantee you all the other players is going to be right behind her. So boycott the shit. Who cares? So you want to boycott it? Oh, well, do it. I don't think she really gives too much. She gives a fuck. Boycott the shit. But you know what? It is quite dumb. It doesn't make any sense. And it's a shame that, you know, black women got so much. Y'all are so threatened by this beautiful black woman. Like, y'all are so threatened by her. So threatened by her that y'all want to start a fucking boycott? Y'all want to start a boycott? Please. Bunch of bullshit. Just go ahead. Start it. Who cares? Who even cares? It ain't like, it ain't going to serve you nothing. 
serve you nothing. They mad about how she talked to him and she should owe him apology. She don't owe you shit. Nothing. Because the white people do it all the time. The white players do it all the time. And they act a fool. They're saying that enough must, if not all, professional tennis players have had similar outbursts on the court. It's particularly the outbursts of the greatest tennis player of all time, a black woman that are so damaging to their profession. A bunch of bullshit. I watch clips of them acting like fucking fools. And now all of a sudden, since she done nipped y'all asses in the bud, now all of a sudden y'all want a boycott. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Bye. Boycott. Guess what? Ain't thought. Ain't thought. Ain't even thought. Whatever. Boycott it. Who cares? Boycott it. So listen, while they're boycotting and thinking about it, we're going to twerk, okay? And we're going to twerk into the boycott, all right? And have us a good-ass time with Serena, okay? Looking good, all right? Looking voluptuous. So we're going to twerk it and twerk it real good. So that's the twerk time this segment. Nicki Minaj and Cardi really took me down, all right? I didn't spend too much time on them bitches. And they just really took me through a whirlwind, okay, with all this shit that they got going on, okay? Serena out here trying to fight for women empowerment. These bitches is out here throwing down. Like, who cares? So let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do, Kanye West, is tweet about Watch the Throne. It's coming. Watch the Throne 2. Nobody cares, Kanye. It's not coming. Jay doesn't fuck with you. Doesn't like you like that anymore. He may like you, but he has distanced himself from you. So there's no Watch the Throne 2 coming. Why would you tweet that? Why? That's what you won't do. Stop drawing attention to yourself. I'm so really sick of Kanye. I knew I wanted the music. The music came. It was good, whatever. Kanye, I am done with you right now. Nobody cares. Don't tweet that. That's what you won't do. It's not coming. It's not coming. As soon as him and his wife finish this, Beyonce is going to relax for a little bit and she's going to give us an album. That's not coming. It's not. It's not coming. So don't think about it. Just erase it from your memory because that's what you won't do is tweet that because it's not coming. And then what you won't do, Kyle Norman from Jagged Edge, is shove your fiance engagement ring down her throat. Okay, this nigga's about crazy. I mean, I know they had some issues. They said they were fighting or whatever the case may be. But damn, you want to throw her engagement ring down her throat? Now, what the fuck is going on here? Now, they said he was drunk or whatever the case may be. You know, he had been drinking or whatever. But damn, you going to throw, you going to throw, shove it down her throat? Jesus Christ, he was basically just trying to kill her. And this is not his first time, you know, being in trouble. Like, he has been in trouble before. So, hopefully he can get some help, good Lord. But he was already on probation. And now he's trying to shove the damn ring. Damn, basically saying, like, bitch, you're going to marry me. You're going to marry me. Like, you're going to remember this ring forever. Shove it down her damn throat. Like, let's get married. He took that shit to the extreme. So... We're going to pray for him, but then that's what you won't do is shove it down her throat now. Jesus Christ. And then what you won't do, Ravol, is place a skinny model in a sweatshirt that states being fat is not beautiful. It's an excuse. And here we go with another company not thinking 
before they put shit out. And they done put shit out. And they done got this skinny girl in this goddamn sweatshirt that says this goddamn slogan about being fat is not beautiful. And it's an excuse when they know goodwill, them fucking girls, them thick girls, them plus size girls, okay? They pissed. And here y'all done pissed them off. And the goddamn sweatshirt is sold out. So who who knows who the fuck bought it, but you put it on a skinny girl and that's like very offensive to the plus size girls. So I don't know what the fuck y'all was thinking, but that's what you, what you won't do. Like you put it on this, I mean, this anorexic top model and that's what you put out there to represent. So yet again, we have these companies not thinking, just doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Think it's appealing to the consumers and it's fucking not disrespectful and the plus size girls i'm not a plus size girl but i'm going to speak for all of them and they're pissed okay they're pissed so that's what you won't do so what you won't do kanye is give us the fucking watch the throne to tweet about it because it's not happening good brother i'm sorry to disappoint you but it's not gonna happen and then what you won't do cow from jagged edge norman is shove your fiance's engagement ring down her throat okay i understand you probably want to get married you're probably like let's get married bitch let's hurry it up but can you can you can you can you can we keep her alive can can we do that okay that's what you want to do and then what you want to do designer revolve is place a skinny girl in a fucking sweatshirt that says being fat is not beautiful, it's an excuse. Well, actually, being fat is beautiful, okay? We want our plus-size models to preserve their curves, to love their sexy, okay? Bitches don't want to be skinny. They want to be nice and toned, okay? They want some thickness on them, all right? So that's what you won't do. That's what you won't do. So, this is Shanghai Chronicles episode 52. This is my house. Like Nikki said, this is my culture. Acting like a fucking fool. This is my house. I do what I want in my house. So you can catch me every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Also, you can go to Shanghai underscore Chronicles on Instagram. Subscribe. Also, my personal page is Shanghai87. Enjoy the weekend, good people. Okay? Have some fun. Drink. Be safe. Be merry. And I'll catch you guys next week with all the bullshit shenanigans again. And I'm out. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain. And it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.